It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Weiss, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Glad to have you along. It is Football Friday, and we have all you could want, I guess. Maybe (laughs) not all you could want, but we got enough for you. We have a bunch. Coming up tonight, right here on ESPN Central Texas, you have Robinson over on 104.9. We'll have China Spring on 101.3. We'll have Lorena. And over on Fox Sports Central Texas, I'll be in Arlington at the Temple, the old ballpark in Arlington. Now it's called Choctaw Stadium. I'm still going to call it the old ballpark in Arlington. Is that okay? Can I do that tonight? Sure. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's all right. All right. That's what I'm going to call it tonight then. As the Temple Wildcats take on Arlington Martin, we'll have all those games for you right here across our stations. And then immediately following the Robinson game, We'll have Stephen Simcox and Lark Smith with the Friday Night Lights High School Scoreboard Show. Get you up to date on all the scores and uh, all the action, not only from around Central Texas, but they go around the state and get the top ten as well. And, you know, those are starting. I know it seems weird. seems like we just blinked and we were starting football season and kicking off the first Friday night, but they'll also have – some playoff pictures starting to unfold because some of the districts will either be two or three games in or at least a a couple of games in in those larger districts that have eight or nine teams. They only get one or two preseason games, and then all of a sudden you're, you're playing and you're trying to jockey yourself into a position to be a playoff team. Yeah, it's uh... – Sometimes that's hard to do. It is. It, it's really, really hard. So we'll we'll find out more about that. They'll keep you up to date on all those as well. And a lot of teams uh, tonight is their final non-district game before they get ready to start district next week. So should be a lot of fun tonight on uh, Friday night. Lights right here on ESPN Central Texas and across our airwaves. Last night, it was Thursday night football, and the Eagles take down the Vikings 34-28. to And Aaron, make you a, a little bit uh, uncomfortable with the Eagles as good as they looked last night? You know, that's two games in a row where they've really struggled. I, I know they're not going to blow out every team, but... The Vikings are a good team. And they are. They, you know, they made the playoffs last year. But I don't they, know. But they it's, found a way to win. They did. And that's what kind of scares me about the Eagles. They found a way to win. And, look, I, I think Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback. And and you can go back when when he was coming out of college, I said, look out for this guy because he's going to be good in the NFL. One, he's a winner. Two, it didn't phase him at Alabama what he had to go through. Then he goes to Oklahoma and, oh, by the way, 
he does really well with Oklahoma. So this guy knows how to win football games. And I think it it really, to me, it, it shows even it, – it transformed into the NFL. He's a very, very good leader and a very, very good quarterback. He didn't ever look like he hits that panic button. And that's the kind of guy I want running my football team. Yeah, that's that's a, that's one of the most important obviously being having all the physical tools is super important, but that's yes. that's one of the most important things. How do you react under pressure because if you don't react well, you're not going to mm-hmm. you're not going to be a starting quarterback long. Did well. 34-28 Vikings get the win. I mean, excuse me, the Eagles get the win over the uh, Vikings and now they're 2 and 0 oh, and the Cowboys will try to stay up with them coming up on Sunday afternoon, and we'll talk to Kyle Yeomans coming up in just a little bit uh, about that game coming up for the Dallas Cowboys. College football last night, it was Miami over Cookman, 48-7. to Kind of what we thought from Hot Rock Stadium. Uh, you and I talked yesterday about that game probably not going to be very close. It wasn't. Miami looked good, though. They did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, they've they've looked good in both of their first two games. You know, I don't. We knew the opposition wasn't top notch last mm-hmm. night, but they mm-hmm. were coming off of a big week one win over a very talented Texas A and M team. Yes. So I think Miami's for real. That people were, you know, they hired Cristobal to be the head coach, and there were great expectations. They didn't have a great year last year, and there were already rumblings like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, "Really? After year one?" And you see, you're isn't two. that where we're at now, though? It is, it is, and I isn't shouldn't be surprised un- by it. But, but isn't that unfortunate too? It drives me crazy. It like does me too. It, it's his first year, and you see that. Look, they the wheels could still fall off. They've got, I believe, they have Florida State coming up, don't they? Uh, let's that's, see. That's next week, I believe. I'll look at their schedule right now. I I, I mean, think I, you're that, right. I think, think that's they've next got. Week. I know they have Temple, then they have Georgia Tech, then they have North Carolina, Clemson, Virginia. NC State, they don't have Florida State oh, wow. until uh, November the 11th. So they have a very favorable schedule. It looks manageable, doesn't it? It does. It does. So, yeah, they they have a chance to re- – they have a really good chance since they were able to get past A&M. Mm-hmm. They can take care of business in conference. Clemson is obviously very beatable. You saw that with Duke. They can take care of business in conference. They, got, they have a chance to make the playoffs. Wow. How long has you been since you said that about Miami? I believe Jimmy Johnson was the head coach. And well, there was no I mean, playoffs. There was no playoffs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's all you need to say is Jimmy Johnson, I guess. Yeah. Although Erickson was pretty good when he picked up that team, too. So they, they did well with him. Memphis and Navy last night. How about this for a football game? And I told you I wanted to see – this game because I like watching Navy and how disciplined they are and how they go about their business. Well, they jump out to a 14 to seven lead in the first quarter. Now Memphis was more consistent throughout the ball game and they win 28 to 24, but what a well of a game last night. It was. And I, I thought that that would be a close game that the spread was a lot bigger than I thought it would be. You don't see that offense that often and it's tough to prepare for it that, that's exactly right you saw that uh, there was other factors but you saw uh, that in in Baylor's bowl game last year against Air Force mm-hmm. you know it's, a, it's just an offense that you don't see and it's 
you know, with the bowl game, you actually had a few more weeks to prepare for it. But trying to prepare for that in one week has got to be just a nightmare. It It's very difficult to do. I mean, when you try to have to change everything you've done for the first three or four weeks and all of a sudden you stop down and it's extremely hard in the middle or the end of the schedule to look up and you've been facing spread offenses and, oh, by the way, your offense is a spread offense and then you have a triple option coming at you, <laughs> it's difficult. It's it is. very, very difficult <laughs> in four days to get that mindset to your, especially your defensive ends and your linebackers. You've got to take your responsibility because if you don't take your responsibility, you try to do somebody else's job, it's going to be a bad situation because they're going to take it to the house. You've got to take your responsibility, and it's repetition, and you have to do it every single time. Whether you think they're getting the ball or not, you've got to take it. If you've got pitch man, you've got to take pitch man. If you've got dive, you've got to take dive. If you've got the quarterback, you've got to take the quarterback. And that's what those triple options rely on is you not doing that. Right. You're going is- to sleep one play, and all of a sudden, oops, coach, sorry. <laughs> yeah, they're they're banking on someone making a mistake and missing Absolutely. an assignment. Trying to do too much. And you and they've most of the teams that run those offenses have run them for a long time and run them so well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean you see it in in the playoffs. Uh, two years ago, Mart had a, a scare against, and they weren't an option team, but they were just a lineup run downhill at run you. Downhill they ran at the you. wing tee a little bit. Yes, yes, and yeah. and, 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 and that's Mart- the same type of same type of offense. You have to. You have to know your responsibility, and you have to stay with your responsibility. And yep. Mark got caught a little bit. Yeah, it drains the clock, and if you're able to get some successful drives, it puts puts the opposing team in a tough spot mm-hmm. because you know you can you could take a lead, and all of a sudden you look up, and you're in the fourth quarter, and when you're used to scoring fifty points a game, it's it's you know fourteen to thirteen or something like that, and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? And, and that's exactly what those offenses are designed for. Not only to get you to sleep defensively, but also to drain that clock. And Coach Kyle Geller at Burleson Centennial does that as good as anybody else. And he's done it since that school opened. And almost beat Alito in the regular season. Almost beat him in the playoffs last year. Who went ahead and won the the state championship. But they played him at Globe Life where we're going to be tonight. And had Alito on the ropes because they just melted the clock down. And they were just moving the chains and moving the chains and moving the chains. But, you know, it's, it's fun to – I like watching those type of offenses. And it, and you can be really successful in places that haven't had six, a lot of success. Like Midlothian hasn't had a lot of success. Mm-hmm. You know, in, I mean, they've had some good years, but not, I don't think they've ever had well, real since they, great Well, since years. they opened up the other schools and right. everything, it's kind yeah. of – Absolutely. Deterred that a little bit. Absolutely. And then they switched to the option, and you saw how that's working out for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they they almost won district, and they made the playoffs because the teams just aren't used to seeing that offense, and it's tough to stop. It, it's very tough. Very tough. you got to be disciplined. 71 in rain outside. How do you feel about that, Aaron? I love it. <laughs> I didn't like You're it when I was driving, it? but. You still like it? Yeah, right? I don't mind it. I, I, I don't have I anything to do I'm not going to complain about it, right? <laughs> so I'm. I, I'm I'm not I wasn't one of those uh, guys out there when I pulled into work earlier trying to trying to get a golf game in. <laughs> I noticed there was a tournament next to us at. Cottonwood. That's what it was. Yeah, it was There's a tournament, a tournament over a there. Tough day to have that. Well, you know what? If I'm out there playing golf and it's raining right now, 
and somebody complains, I might hit them with a golf ball. <laughs> Don't complain. This is greatness. Just play in the rain. Last night in high school football, how about Waco University, the Trojans at Waco ISD, getting the win on Coppers Cove, 22-14. to 14. You dogs are getting it done right now. They are, and it's so great to see that program turned around after some really, really tough years. I was lucky enough to uh, be able to call those some call university games for a few years with Lark Smith mm-hmm. when Coach Coleman was still there and his son was the quarterback. It was the best seasons they've had probably in the last 25 years. And uh, it was so much fun to follow the Trojans and call those games. And I'm glad to see that that they've got that program turned around and they're winning again. It's it's uh, pretty neat to see what they've been able to do over the past couple of years. And even after the change of the head coach this year, kind of picked up where they left off last year as a playoff team. And looking like they've they've got to kind of get things rolling right now, beating the 6A team. How about Hutto last night taking on Converse Judson? Boy, Converse Judson comes into this ballgame 0-3. I don't know the last time you could have said Converse Judson was 0-3 but I would assume it's been a long time ago. That used to be a powerhouse oh, when, in high when, school football. When we were coming up, oh, my goodness. They, were, they were competing for state year championships or running deep in the playoffs every year. Yeah, they didn't. there wasn't a year that they didn't go two and three deep in the playoffs. Converse Judson gets their first win of the season over the Huddle Hippos, a team in the Temple Wildcats district, 29-19 last night. Hutto only puts up 19 points after, after getting beat 82 to 80 just yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yes, that's that's just <laughs> that's wild, and it's uh man, that's I who did who Hutto play in that game? I can't remember. Uh boy, I'd have to look again to see. Yeah, I'll look it what, up. But it was crazy, was. and and it's even crazier, like you said. The that, the score was Liberty Hill, and oh, that's okay, so yeah. Liberty Hill. There you go. Right. They've lost uh, to Liberty Hill, Cibolo Steel, and now Converse Judson three in a row, and they've got Midway coming up next week. So first district game you, for the Hippos will be the Panthers of Midway. Do you think Judson's going through the same thing that a lot of those big schools eventually go through in big cities like San Antonio and Dallas and Houston where another big suburb school has popped up and a lot of people continue to move out towards those newer School districts with that's the new schools. That's like, exactly what's going on. It just keeps going. Like, I remember when I was in high school. The, the, it's a domino effect. Right. It would, uh, this shows you how old I am, but when I was in high school, it was Plano. Yeah. When Plano East opened up, it changed everything. Absolutely. And then, you know, it, it's been to different schools, you know. Uh, I guess you would say it's Allen right now, but that's kind of changing too. Well, Allen, Lovejoy's got a lot of the Allen leftovers, and that's why Lovejoy is so good right now. Oh, okay. And Allen's kind of – not Allen that we remember Allen being. I mean, untouchable Allen. And, it will and they're not untouchable anymore. Right. And as big as Texas is and as much land as there is around those cities, it'll just keep it, – It's going to keep going. Keep con- yeah, it'll keep shifting, and they'll just keep building a little further out and a little further out, but it'll still be part of that DFW Metroplex. The the only one in the Metroplex that has not been affected by that has been the Alito Bearcats. And for some reason, they've been able to sustain. And right. it may well, because – they're more landlocked. I, I don't know what the recipe for success there is, mm-hmm. but it has not a, ever affected the Alito Bearcats. Right. Um, and Highland Park is still doing pretty well, but we know why. You know, yeah. I mean, they're 
they they have that little niche in that everybody wants to come in right and, and then, it's kind of like the same thing with the and it's kind of like yeah okay we'll decide whether you can move in or not mm-hmm. you know it's, there's, <laughs> yeah say we, it and so right <laughs> but, uh, italy gladiators get the win last night over roosevelt of dallas uh 48 to 12 haltem wins over keller central 32 to 22 uh, the Burleson Elks fall again to Middle Lothian Heritage, a team you were just talking about, the new school at Middle Lothian. Mm-hmm. They went 38-7 to last night. Uh, and some. Uh, how about the South Lake Carroll Dragons? They just keep rolling as well. 44 to nothing over Keller Timber Creek. So just some games from around the area. And, again, we've got a lot more games coming up tonight on Friday Night Football, and we will have them across our airways for you. Dallas Cowboys go back to action on Sunday afternoon as they take on the New York Jets. Coming up next, it will be Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboys Network. We'll talk about that game coming up on Sunday as the Press Box continues right after this on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The Robinson Coaches Show with Chris Lancaster is brought to you by Triple S Sports. Coach, before we talk about the Fairfield Eagles, let's revisit last week. Uh, what a terrific football game and very competitive football game between two two quality teams. Yeah, it was. And, you know, and I was really excited how it ended up, obviously. But I was very very excited about how our team responded in a situation like that. You know, we we never had to lead until until the very end of the game. So to see our kids never quit, and, and uh, which is our motto here at Robinson, and so they just fought through a little bit of adversity here and there. We had to weather a storm on a, a great quarterback I thought and a good receiving that, that, that duo did an outstanding job but I was real proud of our defense how we, we bend but we didn't break and then offensively especially up front how we control the line of scrimmage and we're able to run the football so well. Talk a little bit about the way the game ended. You, you were able to make a play to secure the win and and you took it to the Taylor Ducks in the in the end of the football game and that, that's that's got to be a, a part of your growth process. Yeah it really is you know we, we got the opportunity to um, um, to go down and, 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 and do something there at the end. I was kind of worried about field position. If we had to kick a field goal, uh, I was a little nervous uh, but because that would have tied the game. But I didn't know what, what our yard line is needed to kick the field goal to put it in tie and hopefully going to overtime. We were able to, uh, to take a shot deep, and we wanted to do that. And, you know, we, we got Austin Marshall out there on the right side, and Aiden's been able to find him several times this season already. So it was just a good opportunity for us to take a shot at the end zone and it worked, and uh, luckily, you know, our defense was able to hold on and, and uh, make a great stop there at the end to make it very exciting. Non-district matchup with the Fairfield Eagles, Coach. Uh, when when you look at John Bechtel's football team, give us a snapshot of this club. They're scrappy. They're hard nosed. I know right now they're zero and three, but they played up. They played all four A's, and and, and they're playing us tonight. So um, it, it's going to be a great opportunity, and we cannot let our guard down. What do you see from this football team? Well, I, I, number one, I see discipline. But number two, let's just talk about defensively first. I see a uh, uh, a very aggressive defense, meaning they're they're geared to stop the run. And uh, they're not afraid to play man-to-man. They're not, a, they're not afraid to stunt, blitz, uh, twist, do everything they can to fill a gap in a hurry and kind of suffocate you. 
Offensively, uh, they're well balanced on run and pass, but they're going to see a lot of different formations, uh, very similar to us formation-wise. And then special teams, they're sound. Uh, you know, you got Max McGarry over there coaching. You know his his story coming from the Baylor days, and and uh, and so they're they're a solid ball club. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. At Allen Samuels in Waco, we've got amazing deals that make you ask, why shop anywhere else? During Ram Power Days, get a new 2023 1500 Lone Star 4x4 Crew Cab, $11,000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Or choose a new 2023 1500 Laramie 4x4 Crew Cab, $12,500 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. That's right, we're making big deals, so hurry in today. Allen Samuels in Waco, the place to shop Ram Truck. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Oh, thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. <laughs> it sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield savings account with EECU. It has a rate of 4.5% APY with no minimum balance and no monthly fees. 4.5%? <laughs> that is big. Yep. We've done our banking with EECU for years, and we added a high-yield savings account just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash 450 save and open your account in under five minutes. Wow. Uh, what'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 4.5% APY. Plus, you can take your money out anytime you need it. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY's annual percentage yield. Membership requirements and terms and conditions apply. Visit EECU.org slash 450 save or call 800-333-9934 for details. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Joining us now from the Dallas Cowboy Network, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, how are we on this football Friday? Did we lose Kyle Yeomans? 
may have lost Kyle Yeoman. Uh, yes, I just got a text. I lost y'all. <laughs> Pull the curtain back just a little bit. And it says, Aaron will <laughs> give Kyle Yeomans a call back. <laughs> Aaron and I both panicked for just a second there. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's going on here? <laughs> we'll talk Dallas Cowboys with Kyle Yeomans here in just a minute. The Cowboys getting ready to take on the New York Jets. Back-to-back New York teams. Uh, but this time the Cowboys will be at home uh, taking on the Jets. And... Uh, the Jets, not the same Jets team as we uh, might have thought they would be in coming into week number two. Kyle Yeomans joins us now. Kyle, how are we in this football Friday? Man, as good as can be after a, a big-time win in week one. And now, you, like you said, different Jets team, but still a really good test, I think, for this Cowboys bunch. When you look at what the Cowboys were able to do against the New York Giants, and we'll get to the Jets here in just a minute, Kyle, but, boy, 40 to nothing and as dominant a 40 to nothing win as I think I've seen in the NFL in a very, very long time. I don't think, and you may have, but I don't think there's very many people out there that could with true confidence can say, Oh yeah, I saw that coming. (laughs) Not, not the blowout that I think it ended up being. I I think you could have said, yeah, it's a blowout. Dallas should be the heavy favorite. This is a giant team that, that won a playoff game a year ago, but still from just a weaponry standpoint and a roster building standpoint, doesn't have the same level of talent that, that Dallas does. I think you could have said that. But any, anybody that says 40 to nothing was either joking or uh, a little overconfident. And, and the fact that Dallas did what they did against the Giants was, was impressive. I mean, they did it in all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. Started early with the special teams, worked to the defense with a pick six, and then it was the offense that just kind of coasted the rest of the way. And they didn't have to do a whole lot, even – Dak Prescott yesterday when speaking to the media said he got got to save a little bit in the bag for for this Cowboys team and this 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 offensive staff moving into week 2. So it was an all-around phenomenal game, not necessarily the expectation I think you should have going into the season because if you're expecting to beat everybody by 40, uh you'll be vastly mistaken, <laughs> but it was certainly a it was certainly a, a good sign from this Cowboys team to get things started. How good is this defense right now in your mind? They're elite. They really are. Uh, I think this is the best defense in football. And they've been very close to being the best defense in football since Dan Quinn took over in 2021. Uh, but but last year, you know, leading the league in takeaways for the second straight season, uh, they still had they still had gaps. They, they couldn't stop the run. They weren't physical on the boundary. Uh, they gave up the big play. They were susceptible in areas. They were just really good at taking the ball away. Now you take those elements and you've seen the physicality on the boundary. Trayvon Diggs running downhill, forcing the ball up in the air, forcing a fumble late in the game, uh, basically forcing two turnovers, even though he's only credited with one. Uh, then you, you look at stopping the run. You go big, get Jonathan Hankins. You get Monty Smith. They were gashed on the opening drive of the game, but you got to remember that was the first game action for a lot of guys since mm-hmm. January. Uh, so I think you're going to see an improved run defense. Uh, throughout the season it may not be this week just because the Jets do poise a a challenge on the ground but I think for the most part I feel better about the run defense Uh, and then the big plays there were zero big plays given up and Mike McCarthy's always been a proponent of of winning the big play battle anything over 15 yards downfield and 
they really didn't give up a whole lot of that at all against the Giants, and it's a big reason why they held them off the scoreboard the way that they did. This has a chance to be a, a, a historic defense in a number of ways, but I think at the end of the year, if they play anywhere close to what they did in week one, we're putting them up there with the 85 Bears. You're putting them up there with the 70 Steelers, wow. the the 2000 Ravens, and the, the Legion of Boom in the early 2010s. I mean, they have a chance to be a, a once-in-a-decade, once-in-a-generation type defense if they can continue to do it just because of how loaded they are in that side of the ball. And you know what all those have in common? What's that? A Super Bowl championship. Yeah, I think you gotta you got to finish it off the right way in order to be considered like that, but they're at least going to be in the conversation if they can get to the postseason and play the way that they do. Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here on the Press Box. And, and Kyle, I know you and I have talked about this in length, on air, off air, but Micah Parsons, if he continues the destruction that we saw on <laughs> Sunday night, I don't know if, if a human can do that, but if he can, the MVP is a quarterback's award. Mm-hmm. He can take that away from any quarterback in the league if he keeps that up. No doubt. And, and this defense ward, and like you said, we talked about this last week, and we were we were going through the the numbers and going through uh, what it would exactly take for for that to happen. And I'm, I think you're talking 20 sacks, you're talking multiple big time plays, and just a defensive front that that relies on him. And we're off to a good start. I mean, he had only the one sack, but he had six pressures. But he disrupted everything. He was exactly. around everything. The round the ball every single play. He owns the line of scrimmage, and that's no doubt. And a lot of it's not going to show up in the box score, but you need some of it, if not a lot of it, to show up in the box score in order to win an MVP award. But it's what he does for other players. I mean, look at Osa Digizua. One of his two sacks was predicated off the pressure of Micah Parsons taking a double team and winning against the double team. He single-handedly one-armed two guys at the same time pushing them three yards in the backfield. And also Odigizua just looked like the, the red seas had parted in front of him. He said, thank you very much. I'll take that sack. Get, mm-hmm. your, get over here, Daniel Jones, and I'm going to take you to the ground. I mean, that's what he did. Mike Parsons was the reason Osa had that first sack. And I, I think you're going to see that as a, a common theme. Guys like Dorrance Armstrong, Osa Odigizua, Demarcus Lawrence are going to see uptakes in their game just because of how disruptive number 11 is. And teams have to sell out to stop him. But the problem with defenses is that where does it stop from there? Because if you slow down Micah, you've got seven other guys you got to worry about. Well, and again, you pointed out, if you're just looking at the box score for him, you're not doing yourself the due diligence no. of enjoying some great football and a great football player. Put the, put the film on and just watch this mm-hmm. guy every single play. He is involved in every single play, and he's around the football every single play. It's just amazing how high his motor runs. Yeah, if he's healthy and he's rested, uh, which, of course, it, that'll have an ebb and flow itself throughout an entire NFL season. But sure. if he's fully healthy, if he's 100%, I'd put his film up against anybody's, not only on in the Cowboys roster, uh, but, of course, in the NFL in terms of the most fun to fun film to watch as a whole. I mean, he's he's special. He really is, and he has a chance to be a great. He has a chance to be – uh, in the conversation for a Hall of Famer. He's still very early in his career, but, I mean, the trajectory that he's on and the ceiling that he possesses is as high as anybody else in league history, and that's that's a fun thing for this defense to, to really put their hat on. 
Well, nobody has an answer for him right now, and it's just it's fun no. to watch. Uh, for the offensive side of things, Tony Pollard, I think he checked all the boxes on Sunday night. Yeah, he did what he needed to do to be successful and to be efficient. Uh, the way that, that Pollard ran the football, it wasn't flashy. He didn't break a big play. He wasn't necessarily uh, running away with it, but they, they moved the chains. They stayed methodical on offense. He ended up with 70 yards uh, rushing. He had six or 14 total touches. That's about what you want from, from Tony Pollard. I think there's a, there's a way that you can get him involved in the game a little bit more. But in a game like that where it's 40 to nothing, I don't think you needed it. Same thing with, with Dak Prescott, for that matter. I mean, 13 of 24 is not a pretty stat line, especially when you don't throw a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. But he took care of the football, didn't throw an interception, didn't have a turnover. And you, you did what you needed to do to move the ball down the field. And he did so with four drops from his, his receiving court, too. So you put those four drops on the table instead of 13 completions. It's 17 of 24, and I think his stat line looks much better. Probably has a touchdown to Peyton Hendershot in there as well. I like the way that this offense rolled in the West Coast scheme. Keep it simple, move the ball, keep your defense fresh, and let them really win you some football games. Well, if Dak gets that support from the defense, Kyle, he can do those type of things and just not drive it up on the curb and be successful. <laughs> I, I think it goes both ways, though. It really does. This offense can help out the defense yeah. just as much as the defense can help the offense. It's, it's the complimentary game that Mike McCarthy preaches in the building here at the Stars. If the offense can take their time, drive down the field, put put points on the board early and, and, and keep the time of possession battle in hand, then all of a sudden this defense can do what the defense does, and that's fly around. That's pin their ears back, allow for the young guys and the high motor of Micah Parsons to, to really wreck a defense. They need to be fresh to do so. So I, I'm right there with you. I think the defense is the one that sets the tone and leads the way, but this offense can certainly help things out by either not putting them in short yardage situations, not giving the defense uh, a short field after a turnover, uh, but also taking time off the clock and allowing those those legs to stay fresh as the game goes along. Kyle Yeoman's Cowboys Network with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And Kyle, th- this, this Texas Coast offense that Mike McCarthy has introduced to this football team, we didn't really get to see a lot of it because of the way the game went, did we? No, no. I think you saw very slim surface level. And that's a good thing too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's week one. We've got 16 games to go, and that's just in the regular season. I mean, of course, this is a Cowboys team that has the expectation to play their best football going into the playoffs too. So uh, if you're going where you want to go, you've got 20 more games. Mm-hmm. on the schedule moving forward hopefully you get a buy you don't have to worry about the the wild card round you're sitting in the, the divisional and maybe you only have 19 games to go and, and and try and win from here on out but this this team is good enough to, to to make a run like that and they have that in the back of their mind yes they need to win these games early especially in the division like they did in week one but if you have a chance to save some of that and keep some of the the best looks you have in the bag I think you're you're going to have more success as the year goes along. That's what Kansas City's done these last few years under Andy Reid. Andy Reid's an offensive genius. He could pull it all out in one week one and, and week two, but instead he really does suppress some of it because of the early leads, because of what their quarterback can do. Now you've got a defense that's elite. You can rely on them to try and help shelter some of that early in the year. Was that the most comfortable you've seen Mike McCarthy with a star on his hat since he's been here? 
Yeah, he looked like he was having fun, right? He mm-hmm. looked like he was having fun. They've had 12 games since he's been here uh, that have had 40-plus points put on the board. And the next highest since the tar- start of the 2020 season, uh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo have seven. So he he has five more 40-point outings since he got here than any other team in the NFL. Uh, but with that being said, I think this was the one he enjoyed the most because not only – did the offense take care of business, but the defense did their job too. And it was the most dominant win, I, I think, in Cowboys franchise history. And you, you turn around and do what they did on Sunday more often throughout the season, you're looking at a, a Super Bowl contender. But you've got a long way to go before you can really start talking about that. Cowboys and Jets coming up on Sunday afternoon. And what does this offense have to do in your mind against this very good Jets defense to keep things moving in the right direction? I think it goes back to to time of possession. And and I know I've talked about that a couple times already, but the Jets are going to run the football. No Aaron Rodgers to throw it around. Zach Wilson is a completely different quarterback than the future Hall of Famer. If if the Jets are going to be successful, they're going to do so with Brees Hall, and they're going to do so with Dalvin Cook. They're going to aim to run the football effectively and often against this Dallas defense. So if that's the case, Dallas needs to beat them at their own game. Run the ball with Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle, Deuce Vaughn. Sprinkle those three guys in there, rotate them, keep them fresh, and move the ball, move the chains, keeping this defense off the field. Because two top five defenses, you're probably not going to score a ton of points. I think if you get to 30 points, you've got a chance to win it. Uh, First one to 30 has a chance to win. It might be the first one to 20 with these two very good defensive units. So if you can win the time of possession, give your offense more of an opportunity and more chances with the football than the other team, that's how you're going to come out on top. How do you think Dan Quinn attacks this offense without Aaron Rodgers there and this young quarterback? To me, I I think he sells out early to see if he can disrupt everything. Yeah, I think he loads the box. I don't think he needs to be overly aggressive because – Zach Wilson is a is a quarterback that uh, can can maneuver. He's mobile. He's able to move around quite a bit. So if if you're looking at uh, oh Nate Newton is calling me currently the uh, of course <laughs> offensive lineman should I should I patch him in should I just uh, you can if you like calls real quick yeah if I you want I'm to okay I don't I'll, I'll call him back I'll okay uh, I, I appreciate I'll, that I get I get preference over nate newton that i feel i feel really honored to be honest with you you've been there from day one so yeah i do of course get the preference uh but going back to what i was saying i mean this is this is a zach wilson led team that that predicates on the mobility from their quarterback if if he's gonna have time to throw he's gonna have to run around to do it Mm -hmm. so i don't think heating him up initially is really the answer but load the box sell out to stop the run and dare Zach Wilson to throw the ball against one, uh, a pass rush that's elite. We know that already. And two, really the best secondary Dan Quinn's ever had here in mm-hmm. Dallas with, with Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs, De'Ron Bland, possibly a healthy Jordan Lewis if he's able to go this week. You, you have your full uh, assortment, possibly even with Donovan Wilson too. You have your full assortment of, of safeties and corners that can, can make an impact in the passing game. So dare Zach Wilson to throw it into that secondary, into the teeth of your defense, and do so by by selling out to stop the run. I think that's how Dan Quinn gets it done this week. Do you think on the offensive side that they get uh, Turpin involved again? He got his first NFL touchdown 
from the offensive side of the ball. And I, I, I think he's a viable weapon for this offense to kind of change the pace. Yeah, I liked it. A little bit of a wrinkle. I, I thought maybe we would see that wrinkle with Deuce Vaughn before mm-hmm. we saw it with, uh, with Kevontae Turpin. But I thought Turpin did a fantastic job toting the rock. And scoring his first NFL touchdown was, was really cool to see. And, uh, finally got into the end zone, did so by, by being patient, waiting for blocks to develop in front of him, and then attacking the, the space and, and, and finding Pater. Really good job from Turpin. I think they'll use it sparingly. I don't think that's the only time you'll see Turpin, but I also don't expect maybe that fold to be uh, be apparent in each game this season. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those elements that they might, may want to try and uh, tap the brakes on, at least by, by throwing it at other guys uh, day in and day out, week in and week out. Kyle, with the Brandon Cooks injury, we heard so many glowing reports about Jalen Tolbert in mm-hmm. training camp, all the big steps he made. If, if Cooks misses this game – does that mean Tolbert's the next man up? I think it is. I think it, it will allow Jalen at least the opportunity. That That's a significant injury, though. I, I think it, it's not like you're replacing Brandon Cooks with Jalen Tolbert. You're going to see a step down from Cooks to Tolbert. Cooks is a 1,000-yard receiver. He's been there, done that. He was probably going to be the most matched-up player with the, the uber-talented Sauce Gardner, too. Uh, Sauce Gardner has only played 5% of his snaps in the slot since since coming into the league last year and winning defensive rookie of the year and, and being the guy that he is now in that Jets secondary. Five snaps, that's it, in the slot. Uh, C.D. Lamb paid, played 75% of his snaps in the slot last week, and he leads the NFL in slot receiving yards since the start of the 2022 season. So, there's a uh, there's a level there that I don't think C.D. Lamb will see Sauce Gardner opposite of him in the line of scrimmage a whole lot this week, whereas Brandon Cooks would have. So if Brandon Cooks is not in the fold, now Sauce Gardner is going to see Michael Gallup and he's going to see Jalen Tolbert. So no matter who gets in to replace Brandon Cooks, if he's unable to play on, on Sunday, I think they're going to have a tough matchup, and it's going to be hard to, to really uh, – produce with with Gardner on the opposite side but there's more confidence in that room now than you ever had in the weaponry outside a year ago and I think that's that's a plus for this Cowboys offense and something they'll look to try and exploit even if Brandon Cooks is is no longer available Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network with us here in the press box Kyle your score for Sunday uh, give me the Cowboys. I said first one, the 30 wins it. I think they do get the 30. I think their defense scores a touchdown, helps out the offense a little bit. Give me the Cowboys 31-17 over the Jets at home. All right, Kyle. What do you have going tonight? Uh, tonight, I've got a different type of football. I've Uh-oh. got SMU men's soccer. Wow. SPN uh, against Memphis men's soccer. So that should be fun. A little bit of a different wrinkle. We had our Frisco ISD game of the week last night with mm-hmm. Reedy beating Wakeland 35-28. So that was a blast and had a really good call on that. Uh, now now I get to the ESPN soccer ranks, and then I'll get to, to be on the call of that one up at SMU. All right. Have a great call tonight. We appreciate the time as always, and we'll talk to you again next week, man.
Yeah, I appreciate you guys as always. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for keeping me on instead of Nate Newton too. That was that yeah, was. I'm I honored. Call him back. Yeah, I got to call him back. He already left me a voicemail, so I got to <laughs> see what this is about. Make sure that that, that big Newt is, is taken care of. Yeah, you thanks, you, you don't want to anger that. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Appreciate all right, it. Kyle, appreciate you. That's Kyle Yeoman's Dallas Cowboys Network with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Stay right there. More football coming your way right after this. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The West Coaches Show with David Woodard is brought to you by Bush's Chicken, Chevy of West, Socorro Ford, Triple S Sports, West Rentals. Competition got underway in District 7, 3A Division 1 for everybody in the district except the West Trojans this last Friday. Coach, is there any advantage or disadvantage to having that bye week at the start of district play? I, it's an advantage to this group this year. I think, uh, you know, after those first two games, we realized what we are and, and what we needed to work on before district play, you know, with being so many you know, new guys in some new spots. And so uh, it enabled us to, to do some of those things and fix the mistakes that we've had and and you got to make sure that uh, you stay healthy over this course of eight games and, and you get rolling because there's no breaks now. This may also give you a chance to get a closer look at what's going on with the sub-varsity teams. How have they performed in the first two weeks? You know, they, 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 that groups are getting better. You know, we, uh, we, we did play our sub-varsity groups last week, and so our middle school kids played and our JV kids played, and we had a good week. And so uh, it was enabled for them, a chance for them guys to get out on the field and, and get some extra work in and enable our coaches to be able to see everybody and, and get some things done like that with having some time off on Friday night. And so, uh, you know, it was a good week. Junior high kids got rolling this week, and, and JV kids had an extra game. And so, you know, looking forward to uh, uh, seeing those guys continue to grow and develop through the year. You get one of the toughest teams in the district to start league play, the Whitney Wildcats. They're 3-0 and after a shutout in Inspired Vision on Friday. What's the story on the Wildcats? I mean, they're, they're, they're experienced. You know, they've got a lot of guys off of last year's team that got a ton of it, uh, playing time, you know, uh, uh, they got the Syntex defense player of the year back at, at linebacker. And, you know, at their offensively, they're really, really athletic. Uh, and they got some guys that can uh, do special things with the ball in their hands. And so uh, it, it, it's a big challenge, and they are. You know, they're, they're a super talented team. Uh, they're 3-0. and They're really confident right now. ESPN Central Texas. We all know high school football is huge in Texas. What else is huge is our selection of new Chevrolets and certified pre-owned vehicles at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West, our award-winning team is here to help you find the perfect new Chevy, all with a free lifetime powertrain warranty. For our starting lineup of new Chevys and big savings, too, please visit ChevyofWest.com. At Bush's Chicken, we understand how stressful life can be at times. There's work, getting kids to and from school, ball games, and other extracurricular activities. That's why we make ordering at Bush's Chicken quick and easy with the fastest drive through service you will ever experience. You can leave the cooking to us, save time, and still feed your family a solid meal. On your way home, stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs. 
with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lifts, ditch switch, Skytrack, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes, makes the, the difference. difference. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB1062718. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Every day, Incommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Just a little bit on a football Friday. Nice job, Aaron. Thanks. Love that song. I was just once you once YouTube kind of picks up on what songs you play, it starts mm-hmm. suggesting more. So I don't even have to look anymore. Like I'll look on the, <laughs> on the right side at the videos, and there's like, oh yeah, there's they know I'm trying to you know the I'm trying to play a lot of 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. so they suggest some really good songs. There you go. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. 
<laughs> Love that song. One of my all-time favorites. Rangers complete a four-game sweep with a 9-2 win. Never a doubt. Over, <laughs> <laughs> over the Toronto Blue Jays. And they are in the lead in the AL wildcard race. And you and I were talking all fair just a minute ago. It was a very short couple of weeks ago that I would have said, this can never happen. I but the Rangers agreed. have turned it around somehow. And somehow, not only has this team turned it around, but they have, despite injuries to key players, have been able to find a way to win baseball games. Yeah, and, and, and that's what good teams do. And they're not and they're not playing the bottom of the league right now. No, they, they Toronto the, was eighty and sixty seven now after dropping the the entire series. Right. 80, 80 and 67 after losing I, four in a row to the Rangers. If you told me the Rangers would be 80 and 67 this season, I would have taken that all day long. Absolutely, in a heartbeat. Yeah, they just swept a really good Toronto team. The bats were great the entire series. The starting pitching was great the entire series. And the bullpen was a little shaky, but the leads were big enough that it didn't matter. And that's kind of what the Rangers are going to have to do, I think. But I, I remember the exact moment. It was a Friday two weeks ago. The Rangers had just finished being swept by the Astros and mm-hmm. were starting a series with Oakland. And we were like, yeah, they have to win this series and probably sweep. Right. But they had just lost three of the Astros, three ugly losses to the Astros. Then they'd lose that Friday night game to the A's. And I was like, that's it. You know, I mean, this – they. There's no turning this this ship around. No. It's heading for the iceberg. <laughs> what do they do after that game where I completely gave up? They completely turned it on a dime. They haven't lost since. It's it's incredible. It's a, I can't give this team enough credit, man. It's been so much fun. Like you said, to lose to Grom first, now you've lost Scherzer. You've been without Josh Young for a good portion of the season. You were without Corey Seager for a full month. Adolis is out. You're missing multiple. You missed multiple. time for a while, and Absolutely. now he's back and he's crushing the baseball. That's five All Stars that have missed significant time, and yeah. you're still just rolling right along. And not only are they back in the playoff hunt, they're only a half a game behind the Trashros for first place, and they're in the first wild card spot right now, ahead of both <laughs> Seattle and and uh, Toronto, or maybe the second wild card spot, but they're ahead of Toronto and Seattle. It. At some point, you have to look at this baseball team of what they've been able to do, and you you better go pat Bruce Boatsy on the back. Incredible hire, and he's had an incredible season. He was the perfect guy for the job. And and uh, who'd have thunk it? I'm not a big fan of old school baseball managers. I think they overthink things. I think they hold on to to habits that aren't productive anymore in modern baseball. Bruce Bochy's not like that. He's old school, but he also believes in analytics. And when you've got that combination and someone who's been doing it so long who has such a good feel, especially for pitchers. That's the key. Yes. He doesn't go strictly. He knows the game of analytics. He does both. But he does both. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I'm sorry, I, I get why people lean toward analytics, but sometimes it takes the old fashioned gut feeling to be able to go through and figure out what the right decision is, and he does that. Yeah, 40 years in baseball. Pretty much tells you. Absolutely. You're going to have some a really great sense of what's going on. So 
a great hire, and it's made all the difference in the world for the Rangers. Rangers and the Indians. Oh, I'm sorry, the Guardians. I'm still going to call them the Indians. Sorry, I'm just not going to. I'm. I'm. You're not going to get me off that track. Cleveland and the Rangers tonight in Cleveland, six ten. First pitch. Don't forget high school football across our airwaves. Again, Robinson right here on ESPN Central Texas. Lorena on 101.3. And we'll have China Spring with Drake Toll over on 104.9. And the Temple Wildcats taking on Arlington Martin over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. And the Friday Night Light scoreboard show coming up immediately following the game. John Morris this afternoon at 2. Matt Mosley. Three to six. It's all right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Aaron Sexton, I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Jets. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. 